Hello, welcome to the Rankers. Uh, I'm Kyle Ryder. With me t- tonight is Stuart. How are you, Stuart? I'm good, thanks, Kyle. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, not using your uh, catch cry this time. Uh, Kyle, right, you son of a bitch. It has. <laughs> well, t- to be fair, it has been a while since we uh, we've done a recording. Uh, both been very, very busy, and we must apologise. This could be this t- tonight's episode could be broken up into about thirty parts, depending on how. <laughs> Australia goes against England in the first test of the Ashes. Uh, we've, we've both got a keen eye on uh, either the, the TV probably in the background or on uh, Crick Info just to see how Usman Kawaja goes. But we're not here to talk yeah. about that, though. That's right. Um, yes, baseball has been very interesting, but that's for a, another podcast at another time. Correct. All right. So we are here tonight after our very long break to discuss the uh, what or who we can, or to rank, I should say, who we consider the most versatile actors in Hollywood history. Are you excited about this one, Stu? I am. I am. And and when I was thinking about the topic, I I decided it was probably best to just focus uh, at least with my five on on current actors, uh, or else mm-hmm. this could have been a very very long list. Um, so that's that was really my 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 thing, and and I guess the other thing was when when we talk about versatile, we're not talking about uh, they can be in a Marvel film and and do other things. It's it's really um, one that can can easily uh, blend a career of of drama and action, comedy or, or thriller, and and some of those often in the same year. And I know at least with my examples, there's there's some uh, examples of of that that happening uh, all all in the same year. So that's that's really the things that I'm uh, sort of thinking about when when I think about uh, versatile actors. Uh, what about yourself, Carl? Yeah, I, I took pretty much the same criteria as well. So I was looking at actors that can you know easily migrate from say a comedy to an action film, to a drama, to, uh, you know, a pet project or something like that within the space of a year or two yes. uh, without even missing a beat. So, yeah. yeah, I've gone with a very similar criteria. Yeah, and look, quite often when, when uh, interesting that you mentioned pet projects, quite often that there are actors who, uh, and I, I did mention offhand uh, Marvel films, but they'll quite often do, do the paycheck job. Uh, yep. But then that then... It gives them uh, enough juice and and money to, to then do the uh, the pet project or the, the 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 passion role that they've always wanted to do. Uh, but these actors, are, I, I and I can only speak for my list, uh, and I assume it's it's the same for yours that when they're doing these sorts of uh, big affair, that they're they're actually putting a lot into it, not just sort of turning up for the uh, for for the money and uh, and that alone. So. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm really interested to see. Uh, I, we were speaking just before. I, I very much doubt we're going to have any crossovers, which I think is is a good thing in this particular case because it is a very vast um, uh, pool of, uh, of of entertainers that we're considering here. Yeah, spot on. You could do this list, you know, twenty odd times and come up with you know different actors each time, and it'd be a fairly uh, good and comprehensive list. Yep, absolutely. All right. So shall we get started? Yeah, let's, uh, how about you kick us off, Carl? Yeah, I'll kick us off. So uh, before we do, uh, 18th of June, 2023, uh, if you're listening to this at some point in the future and going, who the hell are these actors? <laughs> uh, just putting just putting it out there. And and, right, and, so... and, and, and who is Usman Khawaja? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. What is the ashes? <laughs> what is Fazball? Please continue. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, number five on my list, I've gone for a, a 
female actor here or actress. I'm not mm -hmm. sure what we're allowed to call them these days. Um, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. all right, fair enough. Um, she is probably um, first known for comedy, I would say, but I think as her career has developed, she's been able to um, sort of weave her way through the genres and become, in my eyes, one of the best actors going around, although she doesn't often get the big roles, and that's Amy Adams. Oh, yes. Um, so I think uh, first thing I can ever remember her being in was Talladega Nights with uh, Will Farrell there. Yes. Playing playing the love interest. Um, but I, for me, her best role, uh, I think, is in a sort of sci-fi alien-style movie in Arrival. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have seen Arrival. Great film. Uh, yeah, absolutely great film. And I thought her performance in that was fantastic, showing that she can you know, just easily do a comedy, but also pull out the dramatic chops. Yep. Um, American Hustle is another one that she's good in as well. Mm -hmm. um, playing that sort of, you know, sort of that, that heisty sort of, you know, um, swift style of uh, performance. And, um, she, and she stacks up easily with, I think, um, Christian Bale was in that movie as well. Yep. Um, and she's, then she can also get into that gritty drama, so uh, movie The Fighter. I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, she's excellent as I think it was either Mark Wahlberg or um, Christian Bale as the the main character, and I think she plays the wife in that yep. one, yep. or the sister, not yep. not 100% sure. Um, she's also been able to, um, you know, as you were talking about with the Marvel movies, on the other side, the Justice League franchise as mm -hmm. Lois Lane, uh, able to e easily handle that one and do it with style as well. And then uh, a movie I'm always showing my kids or um, the students in my class is The Night at the Museum. So she's able to just like flow through the comedy, the drama, the, you know, action and, you know, do it really well and with style. Yeah, no, uh, completely agree. Good choice. Uh, she has uh, admittedly had a little bit of a cold run the last um last two or three uh years I, but but i think the last thing i really enjoyed her in was um uh the tv series sharp objects did you check that one out no i haven't seen that one that's i think it's a, a six-parter um and i believe it was uh, either adapted from a gillian flynn novel of which uh that author will make an appearance later on in my list um uh, and, uh, yeah, she was very, very good as a very traumatized, um, uh, uh, journalist. Um, so highly recommend, uh, sharp objects. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think looking at her IMDB credits here, she made an appearance in the West wing or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a yeah. very, as a very, very young, uh, Amy Adams, yeah. I would say, uh, that was one be, episode. Yeah. One for her there. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, around oh oh three oh four, I think. Yeah, and yep. um, probably got a first big role in Catch Me If You Can as um, the love interest there for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Yep, yeah, uh, yep. no, All good right. choice. So, my number five. Your number five. My number five is a gentleman by the name of John Hamm. Um, oh, yeah. he, he's mostly known. Uh, as uh, Don Draper in as the, oh, yeah. the the lead in Mad Men, uh, where he's and 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 other roles like The Town, uh, the, the great uh, Ben Affleck uh, film set in Boston, uh, where he yep. you know he plays the the typical square jawed leading man, uh, so almost matinee idol sort of looks. Um, 
but he just has this great run in in comedy, and I think it's uh, it's probably accentuated by the fact that he was so great in in, in Mad Men um, that he can then uh, turn a dime with things like uh, his guest run in Thirty Rock, uh, the 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 new Fletch remake that came out uh, just last year, um, and uh, and and play the 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 villain and uh, in a very comedic way in things like Baby Driver. Um, yep. so it shows he can, he can play the dumb guy and, and, and the schlub really well, and also can play the heel in a, you know, quasi comic, quasi dramatic role in things like, uh, last year's Top Gun Maverick. So, um, you know, and so if, if we think about last year, uh, you know, both Fletch and, and Top Gun Maverick come out, um, in, you know, in the space of a couple of months and, and two completely different roles, uh, uh, you know, the, the role in Fletch made famous by, by Chevy Chase, not as, um, not as maniacal, but more as a, a, a as, as a smart, dumb guy, um, more than anything, uh, in, in that role. And then, yeah, as, as a great support in, in Top Gun Maverick. So yeah, John Hamm, I, I just never know what he's going to turn up, uh, in next. I think there's, there's a, a, a movie coming out, which is, uh, directed by John Slattery, who was his co-star in Mad Men, where he's a, a cop in a small town and there's two two women with the same name that um uh that are murdered and um it looks once again that very sort of uh comedic uh dramatic and a little bit of a, a, a an action role a, a very much a, a black comedy uh, which you know John Hamm can can easily uh, traverse both both paths so that looks uh, that looks quite good as well Okay. Yeah. Interesting pick. Um, and he's had a, a very interesting career trajectory because mm-hmm. Mad Men was such a big role for him and such a, um, iconic role. Um, you'd thought that would have given him the, um, I guess the, the vehicle to move into like being one of the bigger Hollywood stars. Yeah, and it really hasn't turned out that way for him. Mm. Um, you know, getting more bit roles, getting the odd lead here and there. Um, but yeah, I really thought after Mad Men we'd be seeing him in a lot more. Um, you know, more in that not necessarily the Leonardo DiCaprio level, but you know, maybe that tier below, yeah. and um, didn't quite take off for him. No, and and sometimes uh, you need just really you know great looking guys who. Um, who can play that 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 second tier, um, yeah. or or play you know be a be a really great character actor or a supporting actor, um, yeah. and you know may, maybe that's his his lane, uh, yeah. and you know if if he picks the right projects, then you can you can build a really good career out of that. Well, well there's no doubting he's had a great career, but yeah, I really thought after Mad Men he'd go to you know another level. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, my number four is. Philip Seymour Hoffman, ah, yes. um, who unfortunately passed away about seven or eight years ago now. Yep. Um, first thing I remember him, him in is Along Came Polly. Oh, um, yeah. And he, he wasn't the obviously the main actor. That was Ben Stiller. But he pretty much any scene he was in, he stole. Um, you know, that the comic relief in that romantic, um, you know, the sidekick who's always the, you know, the, the dumb-witted one. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he was just hilarious. I mean. Um, responsible for the term shart. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the first thing I remember seeing him in. But to be able to go from that and to then, you know, um, do movies such as 
Capote, I think I'm pronouncing that yep. correctly, um, where um, like there's, there's not much to that role, but he just, like as far as you know, speaking goes, but um, just um, did that role really, really well. Yep. Um, and many others. Um, there's always the one I can't pronounce. It's one of those, I think, Andy Kaufman movies. Um, where he uh, plays the, di- the director, I think. Um, no, is it Sin-, Sin and Doc New York? That's the one, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so he can move into those sorts of roles. But then he, he was also able to play sort of like that, the rate, like the character actor. So yep. he was the coach in Moneyball yep. um, and also played a, um, a part role in the Hunger Games franchise as well. So he was able to, to move his way, you know, through those different sorts of roles. And I think he did them with absolute excellence if you ask me and such a shame he's not around with us anymore yeah absolutely my i still uh played every now and again that my favorite uh three and a half four minutes of of philip seymour hoffman's acting is in a uh film charlie wilson's war which had tom hanks and julia roberts um and Philip Seymour Hoffman is playing uh funnily enough against john slattery who i just mentioned uh from mad men uh where he's talk, talking in the offices of uh, of the CIA, and uh, he's a he's a station agent who has been, uh, in his eyes, uh, wrong wrongly um, demoted, or doesn't get a role that he thought he was uh, uh, he was well equipped to do, and and he's acting, and that is just uh, absolutely phenomenal. It's it's great comic timing, plus this this you know almost terror in his eyes and. You, you, you then get that in things like uh, not to step on a future episode, uh, Mission Impossible Three, where he plays the the, the villain there yes. as well. Oh, doesn't he do that well? Yeah. So uh, no, I really got a choice, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a shame that the many roles that we'll never get to see of him. Uh, but yeah. you know, he um, uh, he he certainly left a, a great legacy uh, during his lifetime. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Your number four. My number four is uh, an actor by the name of Rachel McAdams. Um, oh, yeah. So, and uh, I guess similar to uh, Amy Adams, uh, has successfully built a career around refusing to be typecast. Um, yeah. So you know, her early roles were a mix of, uh, of comedy like in, in Mean Girls and then, you know, the um, most notably uh, The Notebook in terms of yeah. romance. Um, and then has just done whatever she she pleases uh and and that's everything from uh, you know a really underrated uh, thriller called red eye with silly and murphy yeah. um uh the second season of true detective mm-hmm. um uh, she you know flexed her dramatic chops in in spotlight uh, amongst a, a great cast um yeah. uh, and then in sort of thinking about comedy recently i i think the uh was it a game night um, yep. which came out a couple of years ago, which is, um, I think, still one of the really last great uh, uh, comedies um, that, that's been released. So, yeah, Rachel McAdams, every time um, she has something coming out, you know, it's one of those things of it could be absolutely anything. Um, and I, I think, you know, she certainly had a, a, a bit of a, bit of a slump mid mid career slump there but i think the choices that she's been making recently is uh, have been really great so uh can't wait to see what uh, she's in next yeah just looking at a imdb um <clears throat> you know history here there was that period like 
2007, 2009, she did kind of go for that, um, you know, rom-com, you know, um, you know, um, typecast, yeah. uh, like Morning Glory, the one yeah. by Harrison Ford, yeah. uh, Time Traveler's Wife, um, yeah. About Time, which are two very similar films. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, out of that, uh, and then there's Sherlock Holmes movies as well. Oh, yes, of course, of course. And and, and I, I guess I, I, um, I failed to mention about Tom. I, it's one of those ones I actually really like. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. It's uh, And it is one of those uh, very predictable. Which one, sorry? Uh, about Time. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a very predictable premise yeah. uh, and, and one that it looks like has been stolen for every single superhero film at the moment. Or going back in time and changing things, uh, but I, I think it's um, it's got a nice charm about it. Yeah, yeah. and of course has played a part in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Of course, who hasn't these days? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, pretty much every actor. Yep. All right, um, I'll move on to my number three. Yep. Um, again, someone who has unfortunately passed away, but I've gone with Robin Williams. Yep. Um, so obviously. A comedian to start with, and Mork and Mindy, very underrated um, sitcom back in the day, um, which I think started. Did he do a crossover into Happy Days as well through that? Uh, yeah, um, I think it started. Yeah, it started off as a, a as a spot on Happy Days, and then I think they that then turned into the uh, the, the show. Yeah, yeah, um, and of course, um, you know, I think he's most well known for Mrs. Doubtfires. That's probably what he'll be remembered for, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fantastic comedy. And he also, you know, just comedic genius with movies like The Birdcage as well. Um, but then once he got into the more, um, it was actually quite haunting. He was actually quite haunting as a um, dramatic actor. Mm. Uh, obviously, Goodwill Hunting. Um, he just plays that role as well, uh, as well as, um, what is it? Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, Dead Poet Society. Yep. Um, and then Patch Adams as well, but also as a sort of like as the villain, I think in Insomnia and One Hour Photograph. So he did that the villain role really well, um, and also was able to play his hand really well in sort of the kid action genre with Jumanji and things like that. So you know, very versatile. Was able to to not just be seen as a comedic actor. Yeah. Um, as his career went on, was obviously very good at the dramatic roles as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that really, really great run of, of Dead Poets in Good Morning Vietnam in the late 80s, I think, then set set him up. And I think, you know, World According to Garp and uh, yeah. and the like. And, and then, yeah, was able to um, pretty much do a lot of the heavy lifting with something like Aladdin in the early 90s as well uh, as, uh, yeah, as, as the genie. Yeah, obviously great voice actor as well. Yep. Um, and, and one which I, seems to be getting a bit of a resurgence from a, in and around that uh, era was uh, is Hook. Um, yes. Now, uh, Hook, I think, was, was panned at the time, uh, and <laughs> pardon the pun, but the it, it seems like as there seems to be more Peter Pan-type films coming out, there's, I think, Peter and Wendy at the moment, uh, there, there seems to be a bit of, uh, bit of love for, for uh, the Robin Williams uh uh, version uh, with Dustin Hoffman uh, and I was showing a couple of clips to my daughter the other day and uh, I think she seemed more excited in that than uh, the, the, the drab looking Peter and Wendy so I might uh, might have to show that to her uh, when I think she's uh, she's ready to to see it there's a 
certainly Dustin Hoffman puts on a, a quite a, a villainous role in that one. So uh, not quite sure if it's age appropriate for her yet, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, as That's a great as, film. Yeah, as, as as the boy who who never grew up or the did grow up in this case. Um, yeah, Rob Williams was great in that as well. And one of the rare um, on-screen <laughs> appearances of uh, Phil Collins. Yes, that's right. Yeah, as the as as the cop. Yep, very good. Yeah. So, um, I was tossing up with Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. Yeah. Because I think Jim Carrey is underrated as a dramatic actor. I really wanted to get him on my list, but I just thought Robin Williams just had that bit more, bit more range across, you know, his um, history of film. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, All right, your number three? Well, my number three is, is almost the reverse. So here's a guy who was mo- mainly known as a dramatic actor who then crossed over to comedy, uh, and I think did it with with, with a plum, and that's John C. Riley. Um, yeah. So really flexed his, his chops in things like uh, Hard Eight, uh, Boogie Nights, although that's possibly the best comedy disguised as a drama, uh, <laughs> Gangs of New York and, and The Hours. Uh, you know, even Chicago, if you want to throw in a musical there. Um, and then he goes for the one-two punch of Walk Hard and Step Brothers in pretty much uh, a year. And then, and all of a sudden it feels like he's been a comedic actor for decades. Um, it's, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it, it's similar to um, actors like Wilford Brimley, who just always looked like that they were, they were 55, 60 years of age. Uh, John C. Riley always looked like he was 40 and always looked like he had been a, um, a, a comedic actor. Um, and, and I think was then converted quite a lot of, of that into the internet age with, you know, a lot of the stuff on, um, on funny or die and his Dr. Steve Brule character and, uh, which has basically become its own meme generator. Um, and then these days he's, he, he combines the drama and comedy quite, quite beautifully with, uh, his role as Jerry Buss in Winning Time, um, where it is a it is a comedic role in that it's it's very lighthearted as the as the owner of the LA Lakers, but he he has such this such a um uh, a naivety around uh, he, the way he plays his character um, that the you know the proposed original choice of of Will Ferrell. Um, seems like it, it w- would never have uh, landed as well. Um, so I think, uh, you know, th- and the second season of Winning Time comes out sometime this year. So, you know, there's still more things, uh, more great things uh, in the pipeline for John C. Riley. You're also um, neglecting the crossover there, being in Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, that was a very early role. Um, yeah. It's, uh, looking at his IMDb here, it's like his fourth role. Yeah, yeah, uh, which which goes to show how long he's been uh, in in the game, if because that was late eighties. So, yes, uh, my apologies, I I uh, failed to mention uh, a, a Tom Cruise reference. So, was um, Days of Thunder a prequel to Talladega Nights or other way around? Uh, very good. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not. Yeah, well, it's. The only thing I, I'm sure of is that Days of Thunder is a basically Top Gun for motorsports. <laughs> um, it's exactly the same plot, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but whether it's a prequel for for Talladega Nights, I'm not quite sure. 
All right, before we move on to our top twos, our, uh, our socials have actually been quite um, active today, which is a, a, a nice change for us. So I thought I'd go through some of the suggestions that have been put out there on our um, Facebook page and get your opinion on uh, whether you think they're, um, you know, great, uh, versatile actors. Okay. So, you know, without, uh, without notice here. Sure. All right. So one suggestion is Tom Hardy. Uh, well, yes, he, he can be seen with a mask and without a mask, I guess. <laughs> um, Tom Hardy. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure what I, what I really think of Tom Hardy, apart from the fact that, um, he, uh, is, is part of a, a legendary list of actors who have appeared in Black Hawk Down. And, and I don't know if I've told you about my Black Hawk Down theory in that I don't think Hollywood is... Uh, willing to rest until every single person that appeared in Black Hawk Down uh, ends up being a, um, a well-known uh, star. If you go down that list, Tom Hardy is like 25th on it. Uh, but there are there are people in there that you go, I have no idea that they were even in it. And probably because Black Hawk Down was filmed in such a way that um, you had no idea who was in it anyway, except for maybe Eric Banner and Ewan McGregor. Uh, but yeah, the... Uh, Tom Hardy, as soon as I found out he was in that, of course, because uh, that, that just proves my theory. Um, is he versatile? Um, um, I, I don't know. I think where the comment is coming from, uh, he's versatile in the fact that he can change his appearance quite well yeah. and that you might not necessarily recognise him. Sure. Um, and he hasn't, looking at his IMDb list here, he hasn't done a lot of um, comedy. Um depending on where you put legend in yes. um, whether it's like a dra- dra- drama dramedy yep. um, or not um, really the only one I can find here true comedy or attempt at comedy is uh, this means war. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. With Chris Pine and Reese Witherspoon. And is Reese it? Witherspoon. Yeah. 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 I, I did, I did like sort of early Hardy um, uh, doing the, the very Guy Ritchie lad stuff. Yes. Because uh, he was in Rock and Roller, I think. Um, definitely Layer Cake. Yeah, definitely. And Layer Cake, which was Guy Ritchie adjacent, um, which I, I just watched recently. Yeah, it still holds up. Um, yeah, Rock and Roller he was in. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I know he's done things like The Craze and things like that. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's more his his bag. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's like yep. I said, he, uh, he, he certainly does transform in terms of uh, his his physical um uh look um so I'll, I'll give him that yeah now this next one was a really good um suggestion and one i didn't think of but probably um you know to my detriment is emma thompson mm-hmm. who has the ability to, to to go from comedy to drama to you know i think she's been in a few action films as well yeah um yeah i think uh pretty good uh versatile actor as well yeah, um, look, I it's it's funny that Emma Thompson was mentioned because I will uh, she's not on my list, but I will mention her in relation to my number two pick. So I'll hold fire on that. Uh, but no, okay. I c- certainly agree that she is uh, is quite uh, quite versatile and um, has done a has tried to hand it a number of different roles. Yeah, um, again, just got an IMDb up here. Probably of late has gone to the. Uh, the comedy villain, mm-hmm. I would say, from uh, movies like Cruella and Late Night. Um, but was great in 
uh, one of my kids' favorite movies is um, uh, the, the Nanny, Nanny McPhee. Yep. Um, just fantastic in that. But, you know, and uh, has been in Harry Potter as well, um, Men in Black. So he gets herself around. Yeah, and has and, done some more dramatic roles as well. And and uh, the most recent thing that I saw her in is the musical version of Matilda. She plays the okay. uh, Mrs. Is it Mrs. Trunchbolt? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, speaking of someone who uh, changes herself physically uh, for for the role, uh, similar to Tom Hardy in that respect. Maybe it was Tom yes. Hardy doing Emma Thompson. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been anything's possible all right i'm gonna move on to my number two now yep. and this is one that i thought if there was ever if there was going to be a crossover uh this person may have made your list as well mm-hmm. um and because i just recently seen him in a film as well and i'm like oh i have to add this guy to our list mm-hmm. and that is sam rockwell ah nice so yeah um so again um probably not one of the most well-known actors going around but does a lot of work um, and um, probably less of the, you know, true comedic roles, but you put him in a role, he'll nail it. Yeah. So he got, uh, he was the voice recently on the animated film, the bad guys. He's made an MCU appearance, which makes him versatile. Um, he was <laughs> in seven psychopaths with uh, Colin Farrell, which was yep. a great movie. Yep. Uh, was it one of the leads in Jojo rabbit as well. And in one of the, it's a very underrated movie, but I really loved it. Uh, watching it at the time was Richard Jewell about oh, yeah. the uh, the security guard who um, saved lives for the nineteen ninety six Athens Olympic no not Athens um, Georgia Olympics yep Atlanta that's the one mm-hmm. yep um, yeah it's a great movie and he was in that as well um, but my probably my favorite movie with him in it is uh, called the I called Moon where it's he's sort of like uh, well, he's, he's an astronaut, and he gets—I think he gets stranded. It's been a while since I've seen it. Stranded on the um, on the moon or something, and it—it's uh, it's just pretty much him for the whole movie. Yeah, and um, he does a really great job of it. So, kind of going against my criteria here, but uh, he has done comedy, has done drama, yep. a bit of action here and there, yep. and I think one of the most versatile actors going around. Yeah, and a guy who had a lot of early buzz as well. Um... Like he did a, a, a run, I think, in the early to mid-ish 2000s of uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Um, Welcome to Collinwood, I think it was called, and uh, a Matchstick Man uh, yep. with, with Nicolas Cage. And uh, I think he then sort of lost his way. But, you know, he also did was in uh, three billboards outside of uh, uh, Ebbing, Missouri. Yep, Ebbing, yeah. Missouri. Yep, Ebbing, Missouri. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, has, has done the, the really big prestige uh, films as well. So, no, no, great pick. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and right. number uh, my number two is uh, Rosamund Pike. Um, oh, yes. Now, the first thing I remember her in was as a Bond girl in Die Another Day, the very yeah. last Pierce Brosnan Bond. Um, and then took dramatic turns in films like Pride and Prejudice and, and Education, uh, which is still one of my my favourite dramas of the of the 21st century. Um, and, and it really meant that an Emma Thompson-like career was beckoning. Um, and, but, but this is the thing. I don't know if Emma Thompson could have ever played Amy Dunn in Gone Girl. What a great uh, movie. Um, certainly one of the scariest characters I think ever to grace oh, the yeah. screen. 
and and one that rightly got her an Academy Award nomination and probably should have won it to be honest. Um, yeah, she's excellent in that film. Like, yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, and but also can hold her own in comedies like The World's End, uh, where she's dealing with, you know, guys like Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and um, uh, Patty Considine, um, who are just you know throwing a hundred in terms of uh, gags. Um, yeah. And uh, another really great, interesting uh, TV show uh, we, uh, with Chris O'Dowd called State of the Union. Um, I don't I don't know if you've ever watched State of the Union. Um, th- this this feels like one of those ones that hardly anyone's seen, but uh, it, it will it, you'll finish it in one night. And the reason is is it's ten episodes; they're ten minutes each. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the the premise of it is it's the uh, ten minutes before a uh, a husband and wife are going to a their couple's counselling session. So each each episode is set in the pub across the road. Um, and it's just them. It's a two hand of them talking about their current state of their their relationship, their marriage, um, before they're about to talk about it again for the next <laughs> fifty minutes in, inside a um, uh, a counselor's office. And it is just so so sharp in its uh, in its dialogue. Uh, written by Nick Hornby, uh, who did High Fidelity and About a Boy, uh, and also wrote An Education that starred Rosamund Pike. Um, and yep. she, she's absolutely great in it and really holds her own against um, Chris O'Dowd, who's you know, a very, very funny guy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Rosamund Pike, I think, um, like I said, she got that Academy Award nom. Um, I think more than uh, the others that I've listed uh, has has more more than a chance than any to um, to one day get a, a Best Actress uh, win. So that's my number two. Excellent. And uh, while we're doing the uh, Tom Cruise crossover, she was in Jack Reacher. She was as well. No, well done. Oh, well, IMDb's helping me out here. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, she's a fantastic actress. Um, and yeah, just pops up in a comedy. And you're like, oh, so good. So versatile. So, yes, fantastic pick. Yep. Um, all right. My number one. Um, I've gone with Woody Harrelson. Um, huh. Started his, obviously started his career in Cheers. Um probably made the back end of that um, whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, can't remember the name of the character he replaced, but uh, he, uh, he coach. Did, coach, that's it. Mm-hmm. He did a great job of that and had wonderful chemistry with both um, Ted Danson and Kirstie Alley. Yep. Um, and, and you thought he was going to end up, you know, being a comedic actor, um, but he he's shown throughout his career that he can easily, you know, switch from one role to another role and do it fantastically. I know we've mentioned True Detective before. Yeah. Um, like him and um, Matthew McConaughey in, in that first season were just fantastic. Um, and he's also in Three Billboards as well. Does that really well. Um, uh, can do the action comedy as well with the Zombieland series. Um, but also just pops up as a, can sometimes pop up as a bit character going back to his comedy roots, like as the, uh, the trans security guard in anger management, <laughs> um, King Ping, uh, and the, the, one of the actual pros in semi pro, um, looking nothing like a pro basketballer at all. So, yep. um, yeah, f- when we had decided to do this, um, 
ranking, I just went number one is going to be Woody Harrelson and I'll fill in the rest. Yep. Um, for me, one of the most versatile actors in Hollywood and um, can also get, you know, down and dirty as well. I think um, Natural Born Killers, Yep. you know, can say, you know, that that's a range for you. That's versatile, you know, mm-hmm. to go from you know, Woody Boyd and Cheers to, to a Natural Born Killer. Yeah. So Woody Harrison takes number one for me. Absolutely. And, you know, and also leave, leaving on the board things like White Man Can't Jump, um, yep. The People versus Larry Flint. Um, yep. Yeah, no, absolutely great. The uh, the, the one uh, role that I always uh, liked was, um, I don't think I'm going to be able to get a Tom Cruise connection here, but it's um, it's a Michael J. Fox, so a, a short actor, a Jason, I guess. Um, <laughs> an, early, an early 90s film called uh, Doc Hollywood. Um, yeah, which which is essentially the the same premise that was then used for Northern Exposure, um, and Woody uh, plays almost a, uh, a a similar type of character to Woody uh, Woody Boyd in Cheers, uh, where he's playing a, a southern a southerner who um, acts a little bit dumb, but he's he's got a I guess you know uh, in more ways when similar to Woody Boyd in that there's. Uh, th- there's a, a bit of smarts to him that, that just sits underneath and doesn't and shows itself at, at the right time. Um, and it, it's only a couple of scenes, um, but he's, he's really great in, uh, in Doc Hollywood as well. So no, really great choice there for Thank your you. number one. Cheers. And uh, your number one. My number one is a one person that you, I think you have mentioned uh previously in when you were talking about a couple of I think uh, talking about Sam Rockwell is Colin Farrell Um, so if if you look at his last year alone uh, and this is what what nailed it for me in terms of number one is I don't know if you can get a more diverse run of films in a single year than The Batman The Banshees and Sheeran and 13 Lives which was about the uh, the cave divers uh, to get the, the rescue the boys in Thailand uh, they got trapped. Um, uh, and so that's, you know, certainly different to the very, very dark comedy of Banshees uh, and certainly different to his his role as the Penguin in, in The Batman. Um, he can do straight comedies like Horrible Bosses and, and The Gentleman, yeah. uh, speaking of, of Guy Ritchie, um, uh, was in uh, True Detective with Rachel McAdams, who's also on the list. Um, I just think he's the most... Uh, I was going to use the phrase most plug and play actor going around. You can just put him in anything, but you're not going to get a plug and play performance. Um, he, he puts his all into everything he does. Even something as uh, quite silly as uh, a phone booth, which was a, an earlier film of his. One of my favorite movies of his. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, 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 it's a nothing role as well, mm. but he, you know, he almost uses that 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 small uh, small phone booth as as a stage, uh, as a very big stage. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's just been a captivating actor for for quite a while now. Um, I was like I said, I thought he was almost going to get the uh, Academy Award this year um, for his role in Banshees, uh, but I think he'll he'll get it uh, one day soon enough. Um, but yeah, he's. He, he can do the most obscure things, uh, but then, you know, do a big budget thing like a, um, uh, you know, the Total Recall reboot um, uh, or Minority Report. There's your Tom Cruise connection. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, he's uh, just a, an absolutely f- phenomenal actor, um, and I always enjoy seeing him in anything that he does. Oh, you, but, and he's had an interesting career too because <laughs> yeah. um, late two thousand, like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, like how's this for a list of movies? Crazy Heart, underrated <laughs> role from him as well. Yeah, The Way Back, Horrible Bosses, Fright Night, Total Recall, yep. Seven Psychopaths. But yep. he, I th- think that Total Recall movie might have actually lulled his career a bit because yeah. other than the true detective it's really not until <coughs> the gentleman perhaps or even yeah. this year where he makes his uh, resurgence yeah so, you know that's sort of like five six years in the wilderness yeah yeah um and but he's he, he just seems to uh keep this youthful look about him as well which means that uh he can continue getting those those leading man parts um yeah yeah it's uh he's obviously done some sort of deal with the devil <laughs> maybe a john travolta like uh resurrection uh there you go there you go um so yeah colin farrell is my number one fantastic all right so um i'll just recap my list here so at five i had amy adams um at four um i've just lost my list here uh three robin williams oh four was philip seymour hoffman three yep. was robin williams uh, two was Sam, uh, Sam Rockwell, Rockwell yes. and number one was Woody Harrelson. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, my five, uh, number five was John Hamm, number four, Rachel McAdams, number three, John C. Riley, not to be confused with uh, John C. McGinley, uh, who's also a great actor, uh, number two, Rosamund Pike, and number one is Colin Farrell. So our early predictions were correct. We didn't overlap on any. No. Um, but two very interesting lists. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, as we posted on our socials today, uh, our next episode will be on the non-Mission Impossible uh, Tom Cruise movies. I've got a top 10. What about you, Stuart? You got 10 there? I, I do have a top 10. I did see there was a bit of cocktail talk. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can I can abide by that. But look, we'll, we'll, we'll see what ends up sneaking into the top 10. Absolutely. Uh, It'll be a highway to the danger zone. It will be. Thank you very much for that. Um, That was fun. Um, Let us know what you think. Uh, We've already had some people give their thoughts today, as we discussed in the middle of the episode there. But if you've got some other suggestions after listening to this episode, please send it through and uh, we'll talk about it on our next episode. Excellent. Uh, Anything else from you there, Stuart? Uh, No, apart from I think Kawaja's out, so we better go back and see how we we fare in the uh, cricket that's right all right thanks again and uh we'll be with you soon with our top 10 non-mission impossible tom cruise movies and the reason for that is we'll probably be doing some sort of mission impossible ranking in the future indeed uh, in uh, readiness for the the next film yes can't wait looks indeed. good cheers mate all right thanks everyone bye